This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Yo, she bitch. Let's go. Hey, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> swallow this. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. What do you say we have some champagne, huh, baby? Huh? <laughs> sure. <laughs> After all, I'm a man and you're a woman. At least last time I checked. <laughs> okay. Klaatu! Miranda! Then let's head down into that cellar and carve ourselves a witch. Hail to the king, baby. Hey, everybody. This is Barrel Age Flicks. I'm Lenny. Yeah, man. And this is... Hey, this is Ron. Let's drink and talk some movies. We also have... What's going on, you fucking nerds? This is Tyler. Let's talk about some modern mythology. And finally... This is Stu. Let's drink, motherfucker. (laughs) All right. So this is going to be our part two of our continuation for the trilogy of Evil Dead. So uh, in the first episode, we kind of, we talked about the the second one and pretty much talked about uh, the, well, we talked about the first one and and the second one, but I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Stu here in a second. He's going to discuss a few more factoids, a little bit more information about the second one, then we'll definitely roll into Army of Darkness. Um, So in the, in the first parter, of this series, we uh, featured in uh, a beer. I finished all mine. <laughs> yeah, I still I got one left. I saved one. I'm so just about done with my last. Rogue, you dead guys, guy pussies. Ale. I finished my three already, and a fucking shot of Everclear. So yeah, yeah. So Ron here, right. yeah, Ron, Ron well, here got you're... punished in the last episode. <laughs> so um, we've got this uh, rogue dead guy ale. Um, I have one left. I'm going to go enjoy during the show, but. Uh, so there won't be like a, a different alcohol being featured in this episode, obviously, because it's a continuation. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Stu, and we yes. will take it from there. Go ahead, okay. sir. Right on. All right. So Evil Dead 2 gets released. It doesn't do as well as Evil Dead. Um, it's, a, it's released in March of 1987. Uh, the opening weekend gross was only about $807,000. Really? Yeah, um, but it was also only released on 310 theaters. Yeah. All right, so it's not a huge, massive release, but it's a much wider release than the first one was of the first. Um, do you think that's something to do with, like, with the rating? Uh, the, the rating the rating things we were talking about earlier? Not necessarily. I think that would more have to do with the fact that people didn't know what to expect. Uh, Evil Dead, it did okay U.S., but was a lot bigger uh, globally, especially in the Italian markets who love that type of stuff. So it ended up grossing uh, uh, almost $6 million domestically and an additional $10.9 million worldwide um, during its theatrical run. Uh, so not nearly as well as uh, Evil Dead did, which is funny because, like I said, overall I would have to say more people appreciate 
Evil Dead 2 than Evil Dead. But that could still get made enough money where they made more than their budget back. I'm looking I'm looking at the uh so like you mentioned eighty seven and basically the stiff competition that it may have had like during that time and like and there's like there's quite a few movies that came out in eighty seven that like that are are still classics till today. And that includes like the Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, full, oh, that's full a classic. Full metal jacket. Another Greatest one. first third of a film, I would have to say uh, than any fucking film, like a war movie, especially. Yes, the um, army, the un- the Untouchables, another good yeah. one. Yep, yep. yep. John Connery's Oscar winner. The uh, the Witches of Eastwick. Oh, Damn, they, that wow. was a fucking strong year. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's directed by George Miller, who did the Mac, all the Mad Max movies. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not saying this is a great movie or whatever, like, but it, like, but it still gets shown on TV. So, like, so uh, Adventures in Babysitting. That's a Christopher that was, Columbus that film. That was a oh my good God. film. Okay. <laughs> it's got that a Thor a, reference in it, too. That was a good childhood film. All right. Yeah, I and, remember and like it. it. Yeah. And, of course, like, you have Elizabeth Shue, who's always a hottie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Batters Not Included. Yep. Oh, wow. Le- short. Less Than Zero. Princess Bride. No. I want to say Princess Bride and Adventures of Babysitting and Batteries Not Included were competitors to the dollars that Evil Dead was looking for. Wait, so Evil Dead 2 went against all those iconic movies? Because uh, they're, they're they came out the same year, list. not the not same time, but same year. Princess Bride is a classic. I mean, that's, that's bro, yeah. bro there's still, there's still more. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can keep fucking going or whatever, like, but, you know, like, truth be told, the '80s was like was a magical fucking time for movies. Like, Agreed. Of, yes, there, I, there was a lot of yes. shit. That, like you, you name any year, and like and a shit ton of stuff came out. Like that was just like, oh my god! Like I still watch that movie like every yep. year. Like yes. to, like to this day. Yes. And like and '87 was full of those. Fucking Wall Street came out that year. God yes. damn! Another good one. Oh. That was a strong fucking year. Really I'm going to say this flat out. I know we're way going way, going way off subject, but the 80s, like you said, was a magical year. It was the best time of movies. Practical effects, the acting. It, it was just the best time. And then the 90s came, and then it just went down shit down the hill right there. Mm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to agree with you on that. I'm not. It's It was a different type of feeling. Of yeah. But, I'm not going to say it went to shit. It was a different type of feeling. Um, when it comes to horror, yeah. That I'm going to say where it went to shit was probably in the late 2000s up till now. Once you take CGI. the MCU out and and stuff like that, where it became the era of the reboot, the the the, the remake. Yeah. Um, and th- just because the studios are tapping on known titles versus taking chances on original ideas well so, i was gonna just interject real quick guys 87 also gave birth to garbage pail kids the uh, movie uh, huh? uh, oh my yeah. god that was a the good biggest po- if we ever do a <laughs> podcast on that episode that's gonna be by far worse than split second i ain't gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> i mean serious i uh, enjoyed a pile of shit. i enjoyyed garbage pile kids shit. more than i enjoyed pile split of second. shit <laughs> no fuck where that. would you rate garbage pail kids higher or lower than evil dead one oh uh, I don't know. I'd man. go with Evil Dead on that one. Seriously, I, I absolutely fucking would go with Evil Dead on that. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, but, but <laughs> Garbage Pill Kids is pretty bad. What about the one, the one Garbage Pill Kid that farts a lot? I mean, come on, that's pretty good. Come on, no. you mean Lenny? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy was kind of my hero growing up as a kid. Anyways, okay, so I'm totally off topic and, and all right, retarded, so, but that's what I do. All right, so. Uh, even though it still didn't make as much money as Evil Dead, it still got greenlit for 
another sequel, which yeah. they already had in the books. They've had in the book, or, you know, and uh, more big, bigger, bigger budget, bigger, much budget. bigger budget, because this time Universal comes in. Big studio. Uh, based on a multi-picture deal that they had with Raimi uh, because, and Dino because of Darkman. They end up having a multi-picture deal. Um, and Darkman, huge financial success. That reminds me of Martin Scorsese because mm-hmm. uh, Martin Scorsese wanted to direct the, uh, Pat, um, the Last Temptation of Christ. And Universal said, yeah, you can direct it once you do this movie, which was Cape Fear. Yep. Cape Fear was a hire, basically. And then Last Temptation was a, um, a passion project for yep. Martin Scorsese. So that kind of reminds me of that right there. I'm sorry, Absolutely. I'm off subject, but yeah. All right. So Raimi going ahead and polishes up and working on it on and off for years. Uh, ever since uh, Evil Dead. Um, and just back and forth, back and forth, uh, getting input from Robert Tappert, the original producer yeah. and continuing producer of the films, and Bruce Campbell and uh, Scott Spiegel. Um, Scott Spiegel wasn't available at this time to fully co-write this movie with him, mm-hmm. um, but Sam Raimi went ahead and uh, tapped his older brother this time, Ivan Raimi. Um, Ivan Ramey, uh, the medical doctor, um, the, the original, uh, dorm roommate of Robert Tapper to the one who introduced Sam and Robert together. Um, and Ivan also helped co-write dark man and other films of Ramey's, including Spider-Man yeah. stuff like that. He helped co-write. I didn't know that. I'd say I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, Ivan's only real contribution is stuff with his brother right. for the most part. Um, but most of the stuff he helped write go down to cult classics or, you know, major films. Uh, so he has a, a good sense of humor also that Sam doesn't necessarily have. Right. But he's smart enough to realize I may not be the smartest motherfucker when it comes to this, but I know people who do and right. I will allow them to help me yeah. with this stuff. Um, so which you got to give credit to know somebody that's, that's smart enough to know that they're not the smartest person in the fucking room. Yeah. So I give him respect for that. All right, so Universal comes in and says, all right, we'll go ahead and we'll help you with uh, some of this budgeting um, and everything like that. We'll go ahead and back it. Darkman fucking knocked it out of the park, uh, spawned numerous sequels, none of them nearly as fucking good as the original. They never are. Um, it, it's very rare that there's a good sequel. Yeah, but once again, like we said or in the previous episode, Darkman was the introduction of, I would say, the modern-day real realism-based superhero okay i gotta ask this i'm, I'm i because we're talking about sequels here you know how the, the sequels suck sequels normally normally suck they're not always the best there's only good sequels like aliens uh godfather part two and stuff like that would you fit in evil dead 2 as one of those types where it's better than the original yes yes okay there you go that, that's what i want to hear yeah I, I i ain't gonna say better it's different okay it's what gave Evil Dead its voice. It's no longer just a horror film. That sounds fair. It's a comedy. Okay. It's a comedy horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's different, but I ain't going to say better. It depends on what you're going in the movie looking for. So you're the only one that is different on that opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, one quick fact about Evil Dead 2 that I didn't get a chance to say. According to everything that I'm reading, this was actually technically the last film that Marlon Brando was credited with. Really? Yes. 
uh, Marlon Brando and Sam Raimi's voices combined is what made the voices the evil voices from the woods. So technically, Marlon Brando's last film was Evil Dead 2. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> to think that. Marlon Brando. He's a hard actor to work with, too. A major Hollywood icon. Yeah. Evil Dead 2, baby. <laughs> All right. Just throw that out there. Um, okay. So Universal goes ahead and gives them a boatload of money in comparison to their previous films. Oh, yeah. I think it was like $11 million. What at, Universal. at that time, that's a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and considering you, you went from a $350,000 budget to $3.6 million budget to $11 million budget. Yeah. Um, and they're also gaining better experience because yeah. that's a year's past. They're making other films in between. They're getting better feel for how to do stuff, how to be more effective in what they're doing. Right. Even though Raimi still likes to be a dick to his fucking people. One little thing I didn't throw out in the last one. So in Evil Dead 1, Bruce Campbell ends up hurting his fucking leg. You know, fucking up his ankle while running through the woods one time during one of the scenes. Yeah. Sam Raimi and Robert Tappert would specifically go out of their way to take sticks to poke Bruce Campbell in the ankle with. Oh, my God. <laughs> While he, that's twisted and hurt. So at some of the scenes, you can see him limping. <laughs> I have no real explanation. It's because Sam and Robert were just like, nah, poke, poke, poke. <laughs> Jeez, man. That's funny. Um, and that will continue on to this one. And there's a scene where uh, Bruce Campbell's walking through in the stocks and in chains. And everybody's supposed to be throwing these uh, foam rocks at uh yeah at um, bruce campbell they and, throw potatoes and sam raimi has some of them throw potatoes at bruce campbell <laughs> and, no, and actually they're actually in the movie him. that scene is actually in the movie of potatoes actually hitting him and bruce campbell was not <laughs> expecting it at all so he's like these little foam rocks that bounce off of him no you got pelted with potatoes <laughs> it's like, like you motherfucker exactly <laughs> but they kept that scene in the movie too that scene is in the movie so that's raimi's style one he likes to fuck with his people i love and that. Two, he likes likes the the actual physical experience that the actor is going through to shine through on the film. See, Sam Raimi seems like a good director to work with. He seems like a he fun just, director. He's such a great guy to drink with. <laughs> I, I mean, I would just love to have uh, so much alcohol with all of these guys. <laughs> all right, so uh, they go ahead and uh, start gearing up to, to start shooting uh, Army. Um, Universal said they didn't want it to be called Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness. They didn't want the subtitle, no. They wanted it to stand on its own. Merits. Medieval Dead. Uh, Medieval Dead was what Raimi originally wanted. Uh, Army of Darkness is what Univer- uh, Universal decided on. Um, they didn't want an Evil Dead 3. Yes, of course, that is a continuation of a story, yeah. obviously. But they wanted to stand on its own two feet, especially since Universal didn't have the distribution rights to the first one or the second one. They didn't want to be throwing extra money to these other films that they're not going to see anything from. Right. Um, yeah, with the, which, which I feel like the movie succeeded in because like Army of Darkness... By itself, totally like, different film. It's it stands alone and it does fucking great. Like yep. you don't need to watch. You don't need to watch Evil Evil Dead like one and two, whatever. Like you know, like, yes, it gives it context, but like, but you can watch that movie by itself and like, and you know, you're good. Yeah, because it explains it everything in the beginning with whatever happened to Evil Dead two. So when you think about it, all three films are different. Yep. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I I saw. I remember seeing Army of Darkness when I was. I think I was like eleven. And I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I had no idea that there was these other two movies. I didn't know. I just, they're like, yeah, so 
this happened in the past and now I'm here and this is what's going on and I'm just like okay like I don't <laughs> I don't need I don't need an in-depth background to it um one of the things I was going to throw out there too about uh Bruce Campbell for this movie is that you know the 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 first movie like I said his acting uh, I wasn't a big fan second movie was well, like I said he definitely took it to a whole other level with um his physicality and his uh comedic timing everything else his facial expressions was great yeah. so and this movie is where I the one of the things I really love is that all of those aspects of the second movie are definitely there. Um, but then on top of that, there's so many good fucking one liners. Oh so, my god! I, I genuinely believe, and I almost want to look it up timeline wise because you're talking, you're you're going on in the last episode about how I'll so many. Follow your soul. Yeah. Come get some. Like <laughs> you're so you were talking about how so many different things came from the first movie. Yes. I am super curious to know if whether or not Duke Nukem oh. is somehow ba- loosely based off of Bruce Campbell's character 100% because of remember, his callback Hail to the King baby. Um it a hundred percent is that act uh, absolutely attributed to um, See, that's Ash, the thing. Duke dude. Nukem s- stole lines from many movies. Stole yeah. lines from um, he was They the, Live. They he Live. Was the action hero yeah. combination. That's why when yeah. we, we talked about their split second episode um, last time, that basically there were some scenes, there were some things that he said that kind of reminded me of Duke Nukem, but this one is where dude. a lot of his lines oh, come dude. from. Oh, dude. Yeah, like every single time he'd say these one, little one-liners, I'm like, that's fucking Duke Nukem, man. Like there's that scene where he, uh, the girl slaps him because he's being a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he just realized, like, oh, man, I'm fucking up. And he goes over and he, like, grabs Give her. Give me some sugar, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. Oh, yeah. just like, yes, Now, if, if any of y'all in uh, <laughs> podcast land don't know who Duke Nukem is, Duke Nukem is a iconic uh, video game, uh, kind of like a Schwarzenegger type of um, uh, ripoff type of. All-encompassing yes. All, action hero. Yeah, basically, first-person shooter. Also side-scroller. Uh, Doom and uh, yeah. Doom guy became you know made very big buzz cut uh, blonde yeah. blonde, bl- 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 blonde buzz cut with a cigar and it says the all these one liners great fucking game hilarious they they had great lines but uh, yeah that it, it, it steals a lot of lines from all these type of movies but very nineties yeah. oh yeah yeah oh yeah very nineties yeah okay so you got uh, the success they go ahead and green light it Irvin uh, Shapiro dies before the film's finished uh before really the, yes um like i said he was the the distributor of uh romero's night of living dead who basically helped shepherd ramey you know, through everything and became you know with, became good friends with everybody um and so they decided to go ahead and dedicate this film to shapiro right um out of respect to their friend who passed and uh so that and he's the one who actually came up with the name Army of Darkness. Once Universal said, "No, we don't like medieval, uh, medieval dead," which actually was funny because in England it was titled Army of Darkness semicolon Medieval Dead. Yeah. Um. So it still got released that way, but uh, I, I like the name Army of Darkness. I think it works pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Me- medieval Dead actually sounds pretty good too. It sounds very uh, cheesy. Medieval Dead. I mean, to call a movie like that, yeah. but but I, as I, a sequel to Evil Dead, yeah, Medieval Dead basically tells you what you're walking into, right? Yeah, yeah, and like, and not only that, like, if anybody, like, if, if somebody was were to ask you, hey, man, like, what what's the deal with this movie? Like, you could say, like, yeah, well, it's like it's it's King Arthur and the Holy Grail with demons. 
yep. you could sum it up like, in, Absolutely. like in, those few, in those few words whatever you're like oh yeah, yeah like it is kind of like the holy grail with demons right yeah, absolutely and but god damn i do say that fucking i lot, told you I? jesus <laughs> you guys got me all in my fucking brain all right so um really so they went ahead and seriously you fucking once again lenny is <laughs> trying to kill ron i'm sorry uh, ron's eyes are watering <laughs> from the noxious fumes oh my god and Fuck. our buddy Tyler is thankful to be I surrounded did. by mass holes versus <laughs> Lenny. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. <laughs> Ron is currently tasting it in the back of Shut his throat. Up. Get back to the fucking movie. It's going to make me shoot. That warm egg face is swallowing Ron. Fish pound. <laughs> you guys suck. The play-by-play is the best. Oh, Tyler, please. you are a lucky motherfucker for being like two, three hundred miles away. Little Caesars <laughs> is the devil. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the film opens up. It's basically a quick retelling of what happened uh, in the previous films, um, including Ash being dropped down through after the portal and uh, the Delta 88 being dropped down through the portal. Um, any quick little fact? So the car crash, you know, the Delta 88 dropping the one you see in the film is actually the second take so they had shot one using a 25 ton crane that was dropping it during the drop the crane flipped over and fell off a, into a gorge oh my god <laughs> yes that's fucking awesome so they had yeah, to no, bring in an 80 ton crane to to salvage the 25 ton crane and then redrop another car again <laughs> So. Yeah, which which by the way, dude, like, so how the fuck did Ash survive that? Because like, because if you watch that scene again, like the fucking Oldsmobile falls from the sky, yes. hits the ground, fucking explodes. Ash is fine because Ash is the fucking man. That's yeah. why. <laughs> he's the, hey, like I said, he, he is the prophesied no, one. He's the king. <laughs> Hail to right. the king, baby. <laughs> All right. So the difference in the beginning, though, is towards the end of Evil Dead Two. Once he drops in, kills the deadite, um, the knight, you know, opens up his visor and, oh, it's a prophesized one, <laughs> you know, hail him. And it zooms out until everybody just fucking accepting him as the fucking man. Uh, this one, he does the same fucking thing. Uh, you got this fucking Gandalf looking motherfucker come up and saying, oh, he's a prophesized one. Or he's a fucking agent of this other guy that's fucking attacking us. So fuck him. Um, and Ash ends up in chains and stocks. Yeah, which I have a question actually. The uh the king or whatever of that castle, his yep. name is Arthur. Would they is that supposed to be King Arthur? It's Lord I, I Arthur. So. Lord yeah. Arthur? It's Lord Arthur. That's, so is that, that like that's the official of the round table type of no, thing? Or no, it's no, just no. a completely di- okay. That's completely different. I, I always Arthur was that a semi common name and that I think that's why they specifically chose the title of Lord. Yeah. Arthur versus King. They didn't want people to draw assumptions. Yeah, because I was watching the movie and I was seeing that I was like, no. is he King Arthur? And then it, it, it didn't see that at all. I didn't it, it's no. just I was just interesting. I guess it was a coincidence. Yeah. So uh Lord Arthur thought he was working with Duke Henry. Duke Henry is basically a stand-in Scottish evil motherfucker, supposedly, yeah. that was uh, causing shit for Lord Arthur's, you know, kingdom uh, during the same time the Deadites are attacking. Yeah. All right, so he brings, he uh, during that battle, ends up finding out that they captured Duke Henry um, and Ashley, and along with the, uh, uh, Duke's forces, um, 
as they bring him back to Lord Arthur's castle. All this, by the way, is filmed in California. Yeah, um, that same castle was filmed in a few different other films, also. Yeah, I, I that's that's the only thing I did not like about the film is the whole setting where the castle was, where it looked like a desert wasteland type of place. Yeah. I didn't like that all that much. I was kind of hoping it'd be, you know, some somewhat like almost more like, like Ireland. Like, yeah, that, you know, that's rolling what I was, hills and I kind of wish it was like that, but I mean, it's it's fine. I'm I'm it's it's just a small thing that I don't like about it, but you know, it kind of has to be that way though because. If you remember, the archaeologist was saying it was found in the, the book was found in Kandar, uh, Sumerian, uh, yeah. thing, and Sumerian was more of in the the Middle East type area. Okay, then that makes sense. Okay, right. so uh, it may still been a fiefdom of you know England or whatever uh, at the time. Okay, um, directly under the control of whatever fucking British monarch they had at the time. Yeah, um, but it was more in the Middle East, right? Um, and so that that lined up with what they'd already set up where the book was because where the book ends up being at the end of the film um it stays there yeah. you know from that's the last time the book was seen was in the 1300s coincidentally that's right. ash all right so wise man uh is still saying that you know he's an agent he ends up get, taking the, the the awesome chainsaw um so ash doesn't have his boomstick ash doesn't have his chainsaw He's in stocks with his little non-hand stub th- poking through the fucking stock. Um, which I'm just like, you just fucking pull it out. But, hey, uh, I can't say that. Yeah. Um, so, and decides that they're going to throw him into this fucking pit. In this pit, they've captured, uh, ends up being two deadites and not just one. Um, and they throw the first guy in, and you see this oh. giant fountain of blood just comes squirting it, 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 it reminds you of the scene in evil dead 2 when all that blood comes out of the remember when he's in the wall when he's yes. shooting at the wall and all yes. that blood just comes at him it reminded me of that scene right there was that, yeah, something like? yeah no i mean that particular scene where the blood came out of the pit again very paint-like i was like yes oh what come on. in the fuck come on how exp- it's fucking corn syrup how expensive is fucking corn syrup? Come on, man. Uh, well, I think, you know, believe it or not, I think that's the only really blood scene in the movie. Yeah, because Universal actually wanted this to originally be going for a PG-13 rating. Did, oh, didn't they want, like, green blood or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that, that's why they would try to change up the different blood colors and yeah. stuff like that to try to yeah. slip it by the MPAA. Um, and so Universal was really, really firm about wanting a PG-13 while Ramy and them were just hoping to not get an X rating, yeah, um, that's all they were <laughs> aiming for. They're like, well, th- "This is the, the, not, this is the tamest of all three movies." Yeah. It's really it tame, is. especially that's, bro. That's because you got the Universal at the background. Yeah, good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Like, so, like, I. Uh, so, of course, again, going back to how, like, how we've all like done, we've all like done some research. We've rewatched these movies before the show. I was trying to find some time for, uh, like, to, to rewatch these movies. And, like, I was thinking back to when I saw this movie when I was a kid. I was just like, I saw this as a kid, and, like, it was fine. I let my 8-year-old watch this with me, and, like, and, yeah, it's rated R or whatever. Bro, she was laughing. Yes. She was fucking laughing throughout, yep. like, throughout most of the movie. Like, the skulls. Dude, the skeleton the skeleton, the skeleton <laughs> army yeah. at the end of the movie. Yes. The like, best part. I love the she, Deadites. Yes. Dude, she's like, she's like, it looks like the skeletons at the Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the fucking like the the wing deadite picks yep. up uh, Sheila or whatever the girl and she's like it looks like a mask it's a mask <laughs> yep yeah, that's sad yeah like, yeah yeah the movie, the, 
it's it's a great movie. It's really really entertaining. Whatever, like, but this movie is not anywhere close as far as like the the gore and the violence and everything like that of like of, of like of one or two. Believe After it or not, I believe it if. There, there's no, there's no really bad cursing in it. I mean, really, I think it could get away with a PG-13. The only thing I think they would have to cut out is the part when um, I know we're jumping ahead, but uh, where you see two almost like scantily clad women passing by the. You remember that scene? The, the slaves yep. and um, the evil Ash was uh, kind of almost raping Sheila. I get was it Sheila? Am I seeing the right? Yeah, uh, Sheila was the girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like he had some of her clothes off. And yeah, all you, you see his little all side boob. All you got boob. was a little bit of side boob. I was like, come on, what the hell is <laughs> Actually, so when it got released in England, in order to get what their version of PG-13 rating was, they literally had to cut eight seconds of film. Eight seconds? What eight, eight seconds? seconds. There was uh, a couple of skeleton deadites, skeleton-ish deadites, walking around in the background that had like tits but not like nipples or anything like that what it had some weird thing which is weird because england had a they were more open about showing tits and so like that on their tv yeah but in their film it was a little different that's kind of weird and then also there was uh when he was knocked down and the um the skeletons stuff like that were kicking ash they had a weird rule. You can't kick somebody while they're down. What is that? One so of those they weird... had to cut four seconds. Fucking, okay. <laughs> what I, the fuck? I'm British, yeah. and I'm going to say it. Fuck those guys. <laughs> they're, they don't make any fucking sense, man. Don't make any fucking sense. They just shoot from the hip. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> kick so, the guy when he's down. It's fine so, to go well, ahead and decapitate people. Can't kick him while he's down. God, <laughs> All right. Back to you. So, like, so... So like so the MPAA like they do have like some really weird weird rules like think about think about Jaws for example like yes. one of the most classic movies of all, like of our of our time that movie is actually very violent it's very very bloody however they have a strange rule where like where if the violence or the death is committed by an animal versus a person then it's okay like it's somehow like that's the reason why Jaws is PG the, the, see but, that I disagree on that because Jaws also has like in the first scene full frontal nudity of a woman underwater you see it all yeah How, they get away still, with but it still, but if you but remember back PG. then a lot of 70s stuff was that that they were they got away with showing shit that it would not be a good way with showing nowadays yeah 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 so that movie's still pg because they have a thing about like where if the violent if it's if it's animal on person violence it's not as bad as person on person violence whatever but then it gets more convoluted because that person on person violence still counts uh, in the matters of the undead. So like, so Sleepy Hollow, for example, Sleepy Hollow is a rated R movie, but that is only because it is an undead person, a he- the headless horseman yeah. killing people. That is the reason why it's a rated R movie. Like, and so like, yep. And like, and so the MPAA has like some very strange rules about like, about. Okay. So they're the not viol- understand. The violence, so Cujo, the who, who is committed by Cujo was rated R. The violence in that was animal related. Mm-hmm. How come that one was rated R, but Jaws wasn't then? Yeah, well, you'd have to research that movie because, like, cause I'm not, I'm not too familiar with that one. I don't know if there was cursing or if there's something else like with that movie. No, there's nothing. Do, it's I, just, it's just, it's just violence. That's all it is. Violence towards so, it. So, like, but like, so it's okay for like, animals to commit the violence, but not violence commit. To, you can't commit violence to the animals. Maybe I don't know. Oh. Like you, like, like you said, man. Like I'm, I'm not too familiar with that movie, so you have to research that. But I do know that the MPAA has some very strange <laughs> rules. That's interesting. Oh, I can tell you this. There's um, over in Texas, they have uh, their laws. It is a misdemeanor if you commit, um, I want to say, specific types of assault 
are human to human. Like if you assault another human in a certain aspect, mm-hmm. you do the same thing to a dog. It's a fucking felony. Rightfully so. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it they, they do have stuff like that. Like Now you can do it to a cat, though. I have no problem with that. Right. Yeah. All I did was put the cat in a garbage bag and throw it in the lake. What's the problem? <laughs> You're just doing God's work, man. Just uh, for those of you listening, I don't do I have two cats. I love them. They're great. So, <laughs> FYI. I'm not a serial killer. Okay, so back on the topic. Um, so the wonderful fountain of blood uh, comes squirting out. Then the next guy who's like, he tries to run away. Lord Arthur shoots him in the back with a fucking arrow. Um, then it's Ash's turn to go into the fucking pit. So they toss him into the fucking pit. He's looking around, looking around. You see this creepy little fucking hand come up, then slowly go back down. Ash knows something's in there with him. He just doesn't know what yet. Then the pit bitch is what she's referred to as by the cast. Pit bitch um, goes ahead and pops up, fight ensures, ensues. Um, then Lord Arthur is tired of the fucking fight because it seems like maybe Ash might get the upper hand and he wants him to be fucking killed, decides, go ahead and release the uh, the walls to come in and squish him. Very reminiscent of the uh, Star Wars garbage uh, scene. Oh, yeah, that, that that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so the walls closing in, fights going on, and here comes Gandalf-looking motherfucker with the chainsaw. And it's chosen one. And oh, God. tosses that shit down. I love how that chainsaw just falls exactly right on his stump. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, hero jump that, that he does. Yeah, Click. and when that part happens, I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> I mean, I know it's silly, so I'm just like, I'm trying to like let it go. But I'm like, no, no. <laughs> come on, dude. It's, um, that, it's Ash is the king, all right? He, you know. can't fuck with Ash. Hail to the king, baby. All right. <laughs> so get the chainsaw, fuck some bitches up, goes ahead, uses his belt, get around that chain, pull himself up, goes ahead, becomes badass. Another motherfucking uh, thing crawls out. He's got a shotgun. He's got his fucking chainsaw. Now I'm going to interrupt right here. Where the fuck did the gun come from? Where the fuck did the gun come from? No, no, no. Because the uh, wizard you know fucking what? Gandalf douchebag throws him the fucking chainsaw. Yeah. But he gets out of the pit and then dude challenges him with his sword. And that's when he shoots like the tip of the sword or whatever. Like shoots his sword in half. And he's like, oh, I got my boomstick, man, man. Where the fuck did the shotgun come from? You do have a point, because even when he was, like, all chained up and being uh, led into Dude, the castle and everything, he didn't have a not, gun on it him. Wasn't yep. on, it wasn't in his little sheath in his back. Where the fuck? That what, that part pissed me off. I was like, God damn it! If Gandalf had been like, oh, here, and threw him the shotgun, too, then that would have made sense. Yeah. It's but not he a, didn't. It's not a shotgun. It's a boomstick. It's a boomstick. It's, now, it's a which, shotgun. Boomstick, well, by the yeah, way. But now I'm gonna now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a stew and I'm gonna flip out on, on tiny details. Boomstick, by the way, that this motherfucker never runs out of fucking ammo. And I'm sorry, but you put two slugs in that thing, you pull the trigger twice, it's fucking empty. And somehow that motherfucker shoots that gun four or five times before he runs out of fucking ammo. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm I'm good. That fucking annoyed me. I know it's supposed to be silly, but god damn it. Okay, I'm good. Is there laughing? All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I just had to get my chest. I'm sorry. It's fine. I encourage he's, it. He's, 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 he's still better about split second. That's what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was hate. America. I thought this was America. I'm sorry. 
Ash comes out and yeah. he's big swinging dick Ash at this point. Yeah. All right. Who wants some? You want some? What about you? And I love you that. look like you want some. I love how the guy that he picks out, by the way, and goes, oh, you want some? Is this tiny motherfucker. Oh, come on. He comes already like, shows him like, yeah, you want some? You want some? I'm like, Ash, bro, he's half your size. But you know what's come funny on, about man. that scene was right after he shoves it, then the, then the tiny guy goes over to this guy next to him and, starts, and shoves him in the way out. Like, so he feels better about himself? Like, yeah. well, I'm not a total pussy because I pushed this other Dude, like, <laughs> and then he's talking about his boomstick, which oh. goes to the whole spiel that he would do at S Mart, where finding it in the sporting good aisles, <laughs> what type of brand yeah. it is, everything, the price point of it, and everything. Shop Smart, shop S Mart, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Shop Smart, shop S Mart. Exactly. I love that. It just. It's cemented that this is just some fucking douchebag whose life has gone to hell, and he's just dealing with whatever happens to roll at him yep. with what his ex- life experience up to that point was. Yep. Um, Bruce Campbell would go on later films, uh, uh, later on interviews, talking about how the entire premise of Evil Dead is it's not some soldier, it's not some scientist that are fighting thing. This is your average, everyday fucking person that... It's just dealt a pile of shit and how they overcome it. Yeah, um, they end up snapping and it kind of turns him into a badass. Exactly. But what I like about it is how Evil Dead 2 and Army Darkness gets more character development on him and how yes. he turns into that character of Ash and becomes like more of like a hero. Yeah. Like I said, because going back but, to the first one where he had that mental fucking break when you see Scott fucking up his, uh, Scott's girlfriend yeah. and shit like that and then realizing... All right, I'm dealing with fucking corpses over the rest of my fucking life now, apparently. Um, and then just continuing to accept and dealing with what is thrown at him. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out, uh, he's accepted to be the prophesized one that's talked about in the Necronomicon. Um, the one that will lead them for to salvation from these deadites. Ash doesn't give a fuck about any of that shit. He wants to go back home. Exactly. So he asks the uh, uh, the wizard motherfucker, um, all right, so send me fucking home. Like, well, we can't fucking send you home without the book. Uh, and by the way, we need the book too, so we can fucking do this. And you must be the one to do this quest to get the book back. Exactly. Um, so he sends Ash on the quest to go get this book. Um, and before he leaves, the wizard's like, all right. Before you take the fucking book, you got to say three fucking words. Clato, barata, nikto. <laughs> say it again. Clato, barata, nikto. No. Yes, you must say them exactly right. Clato, barata, nikto. He's like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's fine. You must be exactly. I fucking got it. I told you I fucking got it. Let me know. All right. Clato, verta, nikto. Barata, nikto. Oh, whatever. Well, it doesn't say that. You have it written down. You still fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck. Um, punishment? Yes. No. Punishment? Yes. No. 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 It was written down. Punishment, Lenny? No. I. I so you have it written down. I said. Cl- I said. Clato verto nicto. Let me see it. It ain't verto. I'm telling That's you that right now. That's what it says. You, were, you wrote it down Verto. fucking wrong. It ain't verto. Never verto. Clato veracta ver. Verata Nikto. We'd have to find the clip and see exactly it's, what the dude says. It, it, but I'm bar- reading what it says barata. on the fucking thing, so it's, it's no Verata. Yes, it is Barata. Uh, yeah. Barata like actually, B? 
Yes. It yeah. says V yeah. here. Uh, you so copied it's it wrong. Not, it's not me. It's the fucking. Listen to the fucking clip. Yeah. Let's listen yeah, to the clip. Let's play the clip. It's, the Clotho B as in bitch, you about to take that shot. Yes. <laughs> Fuck that. Nope. Uh, Lenny. Let, 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 remember, we agreed to these rules in episode one. If three of the four vote against you, you're I, taking you know that what? shot. I will at least do this. You do not have to shoot Everclear. I'll give you that. Pick All right, your, pick fireball. Your poison, pick your poison. It no, doesn't no, no, have no. to be he, Everclear. If you're saying no Everclear, I'm saying fireball. You guys suck. <laughs> you guys fucking hey, suck. Hey, we could have been all like, you know, do another Everclear shot. <laughs> like you guys did with me, but that's not what's going on here. We just gave you, yeah, oh, see? That was a half shot too, bitch. I saw that. I saw that. That was a half shot. That was a half shot. <sighs> you cheater. Oh, Tyler, you're missing out. All right. Shut up. You guys suck. <laughs> you this sucks. You shut your Fucking mouth. Two punishments. By the yeah, way, okay, you, you know guys this? know where the uh, the Cato Barada Nikto is a callback to oh, another famous film previously? Uh, yeah, the day of the year. It's still exactly. Still. Oh, well. It was an homage to that. It's slightly different wording, but it's uh, an homage to it. There's my second fucking half. Of the okay, I'm gonna, there. You go, you motherfucker. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was hey, just hey, a get your uh, shit together. It was a fireball shot. It was fine. It's fireball. Yeah. No, no, it tasted great. Yeah, it's, girly man. All right, fuck you. All right, go go back to the show. Okay. He goes through haunted forest. Um, and oh my god, is pursuing him that entire time. Windmill. That's yes, and chases him into great a windmill. Fucking scene, dude. Uh, the, the... Um, while he's in the windmill, he crashes into a mirror. And then a whole bunch of tiny little reflections of ash are in those shards. I love that. that and then that whole a, battle. Yeah, exactly. It's a demented version of Gulliver's Travels to me. Yeah. Um, that comes out. So you have a bunch of tiny little ashes uh, fighting this normal ash going back and forth. Him doing whatever he can to battle him, including stomping around. Singing London Bridge is falling down. And then that little <laughs> fucking serious. asshole holding up the fucking nail right through the fucking boot. Uh, in that uh, in that scene too, like where he um, he wakes up just in time to catch one of them jump inside of him. Yes. Oh my god! And he's like trying to make himself, and then he fuck the part of that about that, that fucking, scene. You talk about the, the tea. He grabs the, the, the fucking hot, hot kettle, the, yeah. bo- the yeah. boiling yeah. hot water, and he goes, "You want some hot chocolate?" Ha, ha, and dumps it down his throat. I was like, "That no, dude, your throat would realistically his throat would have fucking swelled shut." If it was if it was true boiling hot water, but instead he fucking drinks it, and then you hear inside his stomach. Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? That scene is fucking classic. I love it. I love it. The uh, and then to the point where all of a sudden he's he's getting that feeling where something's growing, something's happening, yeah. yep. and then it shows that little scene where an eye's growing out of his shoulder. I love that. Uh, oh yeah, my god, that part was crazy. And then you have the birth of evil Ash. Yep. Yeah. Coming out. Oh, who are you? I'm evil Ash. You're good Ash. <laughs> he starts fucking punching him and kicking him. In the yes. And yeah. then, well, I'm the Ash who has the fucking shotgun. Yeah. Bam! Shoots him right in the fucking face. That was great. I was like, that was that's good. that to me would be very realistic of ending the fucking fight, being done with it. Yeah. We ain't gonna do some big, huge production. Nope. I'm gonna take the, the path of least resistance and shoot you in your fucking face. Okay. There's another iconic thing that another Sam that Sam. Um, Sam does in most of his movies again is using a chainsaw. Yes, and that was another part where uh, they he starts putting he takes evil Ash his dead body and he starts taking his body and uh, cutting it all up and burying it. Yeah, 
And uh, what, what's after that? Right after they do that, isn't that the part when he gets the book? That's when he That's arrives when he through the the, the Necronomicon. Like yeah, that. right, right. Which hey, so real, real quick, like I, I wanted to like just kind of point out like the there's they're like you know a lot of movies have like have like incidental just like just move uh, moments where like the cinematography is just like it's just awesome, and like in that scene where like where like it goes dark and like with each like passing sail of the windmill, it's just like whoosh, yes. it's like there's like this light and you like you just kind of see like briefly like what's going on like and he's like he's like he's chaining down his doppelganger or whatever and, like with each passing sail just whoosh like it's just another like click whoosh like click and like and this is actually a callback to uh evil dead 2 to where he actually chained down linda yep and like was about to cut her up and couldn't do it initially yeah and like yeah. so like so this this is actually a callback to that which is like which is really really fucking cool and just the way like that that was done um, I thought it was fucking great. Like just a, like a small moment that like that you were like you weren't really expecting whatever. Like I just thought like it was really really cool the way it was done. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So he goes ahead and shows up to where the Necronomicon is. All right. And lo and behold, there's three fucking books. All right. And he gets pissed. He's like, nobody fucking told me about three fucking books. What do I do here? Do I grab all three of them? Do I grab just one of them? And then what? Or what? Like there's more options really than that <laughs> he yeah. just went through basically all the options um so he decides to open the first book first book has this giant void that starts sucking him in and has i really appreciated the effects uh him being like when you see his, his yeah. body look his face looks all stretched and then yeah, climbs out of me, that portal remind and, me of beetlejuice yes and they exaggerated the chin so much with Bruce Campbell is known as the chin. Yep. Everybody jokes around. <laughs> they had a super huge exaggerated chin, and this keeps fighting back and forth until he gets back to his normal face. All right, look at that one. All right, goes to the second book, tosses back and forth, decides on which book he decides to go to, and then that book fucking bites him <laughs> and starts flopping around and coming to life. And it gets finally figured out, oh, well, obviously it's this book right here like he picked it on the first time he figured out not the fact that the first two books tried to kill him then he realizes oh shit i gotta say the fucking words and he's very confident when he starts saying the I'm first keeping two. my mouth shut <laughs> i wonder why there's a little bit of cinnamon shut reminding up. you why shut up all right i'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say those words i'm gonna let you do it all right so he's goes ahead and starts uh I know it's an N word and he cannot remember. He starts going through different words and then he's looking around like somebody's watching him to say these words. Like he's thinks he's going to be cheating the system. Oh, oh, right. Now I've definitely said those words. Um, yep. Yep, everything should be good now. And with a confidence. He just picks the book up like, it's fine, it's fine. And then all hell breaks loose. Yep. Uh, lightning starts crashing. Earthquakes start happening. He's woken the army of the dead, the army of darkness. Um, In which evil ash sprung from his grave. Exactly. Even though yeah. he was chopped up and decapped and you know dismembered because of <laughs> what he did and saying the words fucking incorrectly yeah um it granted the power to resurrect uh evil ash and evil ash is pissed right and he's ready to fucking get some shit um 
We missed the scene. Uh, we got to bring up the scene because you remember Sheila. We never brought up Sheila, did we? Oh, you're right. You're right. In the beginning where uh, he kind of had like a sort of a little romance with uh, Sheila and everything. And uh, um, Sheila gets taken away from one of the deadites at the castle and brought right. to Evil Ash. But that's not till after he's uh, the, the deadites don't, don't grab her until after. Yeah. He's misspoken. He comes yeah. back and he's like, hey, I've got the book. And. Mm. They ask him, well, I mean, did you say the words? And he's like, I'm, basically. Yeah, I, I'm basically, yeah, sure. And they're like, did you say the words exactly? Well, I mean, kind of. And Maybe not every little syllable. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. We had a deal. You got the book. Send my ass home. Um, and Lord Arthur comes out and saying, you know what? He's right. Even though he's a fucking douche who did the shit wrong, gotta, gotta, we're men of our words. We're going to go ahead and honor our deal and yep. send him back. Yeah. See, Arthur never really liked Ash in the first place. He kind of felt like he, he was just, he, he didn't belong there. Everybody was rooting for Ash except him. He just had a feeling about it. Ash, I think as a person, if you run into him, he's a very unlikable person. Right. Um, he's very self-centered. Um, very douchey uh and i think lord arthur represents what all of us would feel if we met this motherfucker yeah um even though watching from the third person the way we do we we can appreciate ash because of everything he's gone through and what he's going through in the comedy and everything that is associated with that uh but just as a personality that would be a douche move yeah um so i can understand where lord arthur is coming from so, Evil Ash is raising this army. He's him in the graveyard. With I interesting combination of claymation that. and puppetry. And uh, I give credit to Bruce Campbell. Before this film, he didn't do a lot of uh, choreography or anything like that. He hated the fact that he had to learn so much damn choreography, um, fight choreography, because a lot of the stuff he was fighting wasn't actually there. Yeah. Um, they knew they'd be added in posts and stuff like that. So he had to be doing, remembering a lot of exact steps in order to make it appear on, on screen the way they wanted it to. And it came to the point where Raimi was specifically making the scene super complicated just to fuck with Bruce Campbell, <laughs> just to make it harder for him. Yeah. And I was like, that, that it fits completely with Raimi's style. And what he's been doing to Bruce this entire fucking trilogy. Okay, I got I got to ask. I'm trying to remember what, the scene when he falls. Was it right after he took the book where all the skeletons are coming out of the ground, all the hands, and he falls, and they're all you know. Remember they're doing yeah, the whole like his three studios. Yeah, because he, yeah. he's trying to run away with the book and stuff yeah, like that. That scene fucking made me laugh my yes. ass off. I fucking love that scene. One of the things I like too is that um, during the war. Fast forwarding a bit, um, during the war when like they actually stormed the castle and, and now the battle ensues and they're trying to keep the uh, keep the book safe and keep them out of the evil Ash's hands. Um, kind of like what Tyler was saying with his you know with his kid and their their perspective of it, uh, even at a young age, being able to see that these are just puppets, you know, and and it was mm-hmm. and it was obvious, and that's one of the reasons why I think it, it's it's got a charm to it that makes you want to laugh, but you can tell. <laughs> That several of these fucking horses that are running along have got um, just fake prosthetic skeletons like strapped to the horse because as the horse is galloping, you can see this thing just going and it's just like flopping around. Like you can tell it's not really riding the horse; it's just attached to the horse, and the yeah. horse is being told to go in this direction. 
It's fucking awesome. The skeletons are fucking amazing. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually love all their dialogue, the way that they're talking. Like, their little so, voices, yeah. Like, yes, sire. And we, we, we checked it out, sire. It's just the way that they're talking. I fucking love it. And all their little one-liners here and there throughout it. And the fact that Evil Ash basically uses a lot of quotes from plays and shit like that to make him seem more impressive. Yeah. The, this it worked on the evil douchiness uh-huh. that yeah. that Ash would have, you know, uh, you know, unleash the hounds of hell unless of the dogs of war um, from Julius Caesar uh, Shakespeare play um, stuff like that. Almost everything he was saying was, you know, trying to be, you know, sound super fancy and super pompous. Very Shakespearean. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Even when he's, his jaw is falling off and he's having to recorrect himself. Yeah. yeah that, that part was pretty funny. Um, we need to bring, uh, we got to bring up Sheila again where Sheila gets stolen by the dead. Yeah, Sheila gets stolen that part. by the, uh, the dead eyes taken to evil ash and gets turned into a deadite herself. Yes, and to the point where if you, does it seem like it seems Even like no, I'm bad. She, I feel like he's raping. Good. Does he feel like he's raping her? Um, because that's like, what it seems almost like, like date rapey than more than just straight rapey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel he's bad just, that we can classify rape in different levels of rapiness. He's just—it's <laughs> more like unwanted touching versus penetration. Well, I, I think it's funny how, it's like, like I said, Kumo in that scene, you see two then, little female slaves being um being walked into the screen by the skeleton by the skeleton. And the skeleton army. says something that implies you're going to do something with them, and I'm like. You're a skeleton. What the fuck are you going to do? You have no anatomy. <laughs> He's going to give her that bone, baby. Yeah. I'm going to give yeah. you this femur. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you, what? That'd be probably worse than a regular God. Venus, I would think. Back to, back to that thing where you say about Sheila, where she said, what did she say? Yeah. Even though I'm bad, I feel good. <laughs> yep. Was that the same Super actress corny. or was that a different actress? No, same actress. Dude, she looked completely nope. fucking different. Hundred percent same actress. That's the uh, prosthetics they put on. Yeah, that actress. I actually looked up her yeah. uh, her roles. I just uh, the one movie that I saw her in. It's going to be completely way off subject to Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yeah, she's the guy that she's the girl that gets um, beaten by the uh, Ralph um, uh, the uh, German. She almost actually quit acting after Army of Darkness. Um, because of all the physical demands that were put on her for the makeup and everything that went along really? with the movie. Um, and it was the fan outpouring of appreciation that made her decide to go ahead and stick with it and keep doing it. Well, that's pretty good. At least uh, that because she, she did a really good job. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that, um, like during the, the battle scenes too, uh, they, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty well done. I was impressed with it. Um, and and like the at the end when like the they realize they they're defeated and they run away. Oh my yeah. god! And the little one, the little one, little skeleton, like with his light voice, he goes, "Let's get the hell out of here!" Oh! That was Ted Ramey. <laughs> that was actually that Ted, was Sam Ramey. No, Ted Ramey. Ted Ramey. That god, was Ted Ramey. Dude, oh, was he played multiple roles. He had multiple roles in that movie. The fucking skeletons. <laughs> I'm telling you that that that's what made yes. the movie for me. I love Ash, but the skeletons were fucking making me. Oh my god! Just the way they were just charging because you could tell all they were doing is just skele- uh, like fake skeletons being thrown on the characters okay yeah. speaking Putting of the voices. skeletons um so the actor who played the deadite captain and uh the one who played the possessed witch um were actually bill mosley and patricia tallman who were actually as johnny and barbara from um tom Ted, savini tom savini's night of living dead Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a, you know, a little bit of honoring, uh, you That's know, crazy. You know crazy. history, they went ahead and, rec- and cast these people. Uh, oh, the Hill. 
All hail Bill Mosley, yes. one of the awesome, awesome horror actors in many, many movies. Texas Chainsaw, Rob Zombie movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um, I mean, so many yep. great movies. So they go ahead and Ash finds out that uh, that it's chick that Sheila's gone and taken. So Ash was all about you know fuck this I'm out, um, but then decides you know what we're gonna go ahead and fucking fight. And, and, he, and then he tries to train all the people yep. inside. And he rouses up everybody. There's only like 60 of them versus literally an army of undead. Um, but he starts training them in uh, different fighting styles. And he uses some of his future knowledge. Which, where the fuck did he learn how to fight? Like, he just, all he knows how to fight? Like, that's just yeah. something that we, we're just going to interject that. That's not... But even even with the like, he worked the fight, at S Smart, damn it! But even the fight that they show, they, you know, they they teach him, you know, the 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 four simple moves that he teaches them, yeah. and it's showing that is literally just something you would see in the movie. Then when the army starts doing it, they start doing it. There's the first three moves make no contact with yeah. any of the fucking army, and they realize it's not an necessarily an effective technique to fight. Yeah. It is something he saw in, in a film somewhere and decided to go ahead and do it. I want to bring something up that we didn't bring up also. Um, you know that, uh, remember that uh, Ash is missing a hand and he has a chainsaw. He, right. uh, we, no, we forgot no, about bringing this up where he basically got the blacksmith and him to start working. It's actually a pretty cool scene where they're constructing yes. a... Prosthetic. A medieval mechanical hand, basically. That is a uh, cool scene if you guys uh, ever... That, that's a great scene to watch right there. Yeah, and he crushes that fucking cup. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, groovy. Yeah. Great scene. Um, so he teaches them. He uses a chemistry book that he had in this fucking Delta um, to basically make gunpowder. Um, and uh, figuring out steam engines and shit like that. Yep. They pull the engine out of the Delta. Um, and massive fights start, starts happening. Um, fast forward great, fight. He great. has this kick-ass fucking tank slash lawnmower hybrid that he comes Car thing. With. Yeah, dude. I loved it. Starts chopping up all the skeletons. Um, comes down to a big fight between, uh, him and evil Ash. Yeah. Um, and then into the point where he burns off all of the evil Ash, uh, evil Ash skin, evil Ash pops back up as a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Once again, another fight happens. Um, Ash wins. Yeah. All right. Good wins. Evil loses. Um, they go ahead and decide, all right, we're going to go ahead and send you back to your time. All right. Now, this is where the endings diverge. All right. You have what was originally filmed, and then you have what Universal released. Yeah. I, I know both endings. I, I'm sure, do you guys know the other endings? There were two endings. There was one ending where he basically goes back to his original time, back to being a Save Mart um, employee, basically uh, selling guns and everything else. And there's another one where he's actually, uh, where they try and send him back. But and he oversleeps. He oversleeps and is sent to like the, almost like the apocalypse future, uh, like like thir- uh, like way past where everything's all yep. a wasteland and stuff like that. So the original ending was, that they filmed was that, they the, the, the post-apocalyptic. Of course, Ash oversleeps, just like Ash would. And he's looking out like, "Oh my god!" No. Kind of, I remember his his clothes are all raggedy, and he's yes. got like a big. He's got like a fucking like beard, like a um like a uh, rip ram exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. Um, and he comes out and stuff like that, and that's what the setup to any potential sequel was originally supposed to be. Was supposed to be 
you know, Ash fighting the Deadites in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, quick yeah, fact. Yes, so we, had, we, had, we had Ash in the past, so let's do Ash in the future. Exactly. And quick yeah. fact, um, this will be the only movie that Bruce Campbell actually stars in as a the main star of a movie. Yeah, I that's something I read about. You, I feel that in the never, previous two, he... You mean maybe only maybe the only franchise that he starred in? But I feel no, no, the no. Where, two, he no, definitely he was the actually the leading character in Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Two, and Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead. He really wasn't the leading star because um, there was multiple characters. There may have been multiple characters with multiple characters in Army of Darkness. I feel though that he was the lead in this. He was the lead in Evil Dead Two by no, leaps look, and bounds. I'm talking about movies afterwards. Oh, afterwards, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, he's right. never You're, been in a leading role after that. Bubba Hotep. Yeah, I agree. I, I I'm going to say right. he's, he's, he's right. leading that. You're right. He was Bubba a hotel. Yeah. He was a leading in that one. He, so he was. you're fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, that's wrong, right, guys? Oh, it's, it's a punishment no. shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but since we all agree that is completely wrong, that's an Everclear shot, right? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no. no. Take the Everclear shot. No. Take the Everclear take, shot. I tell no. you what. Let's we will we'll keep it in the pocket and we will use it when we're ready to use it. How does that sound? I disagree with but that. You know what? This is bullshit. And you guys wouldn't go in with me when he had his fucking hills of eyes. When he, that was a fucking mess up right <laughs> there. We using the word the. the. It doesn't missing matter. The but I the. can screw up on the missing fucking the word fucking, fucking bullshit. Versus saying, "Oh, this is the only starring role." No, it's not. He had two previous and a following one for sure. <laughs> All right, so no punishment shot ever clear. Full shot. I'm not doing Everclear. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron has had enough alcohol that he's starting to look uh, starting to look a little sleepy. I'm tired. Do it. He's starting to look a little Do sleepy. It. Do it. All right, so I'm about to take a fucking two punishment shots of we gave cinnamon liquor. We gave Ron oh, the option. Oh, there he goes. Oh, drink one. either one Everclear or two Fireball. Fireball. delicious. Fireball's delicious. You know you want to He know. got one Fireball down. Do it again. Easy Do it again. Tastes like fucking medicine. Cinnamon is so good. <laughs> Tastes delicious. Uh, I'm saying, if it came down I'll, to the hey, two, I would definitely do everything for any I will uh, drink a, You know what? I'll drink a shot with you <clears throat> to help you out. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, better? no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just give me give me two minutes. Let's go ahead and go with the show, okay. and I'll take my next shot. I will take it. Okay. Just give me a few minutes. If not, that's an Everclear shot. Uh, dude, I'm taking my right. two shots. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get back to the show. The bearded one is angry. Okay, so they shot this original ending <clears throat> um, in the future and everything like that. Universal didn't like it because it was a very downer type ending. Yeah. Uh, didn't play well to the audiences. <clears throat> um, and so Universal said, we're not fucking doing that. Um, and we're also not paying you. Uh, we're not going to finance you to do any reshoots also. Right. to be you. Yeah. Um, so Raimi and everybody had to come up with another million dollars. Uh, of their own money to do reshoots, including the reshoots that was include uh, the the theatrical ending. Um, theatrical ending. It goes back. Um, Ash woke up in the right time. He's in S Mart, which was shot in some hardware store, um, something yeah. like that. Um, and he's telling the story to uh, uh, to somebody, um, and the person he's telling the story to, the other employee, that's actually Ted Raimi. I also. Like I said, Ted Raimi I'm, was in. I'm trying to. Four or five I'm, different I'm roles. trying to remember the actress that was in that because the actress that uh, she kind of comes up yep. to him inside the. Bar, I'm trying. What movie has she been in? Was that the one? I'm trying to remember what she's from. What movie was? Is that the girl from Dumb and Dumber? No, no, no. no it's no. all right. You remember um, uh, the movie uh, Species? Yes. 
Isn't it the chick from that? That mm. not Natasha Hentrick, no. No. I'm not talking not about even. her. I'm oh. talking about the the girl when the one that was one of the girls that are trying to hunt the uh, species character. Maybe I can't. I, I, it's I can't say for sure what that actress has been in. I she is recognizable to me, but she's also in the Tommy Knockers. Stephen King's I the Tommy Knockers. Right. I do. That's think what I'm talking you're right. about. I do think you're right. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember her name. Tyler, are you looking it up? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Um, like, so it's the 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 girl that's at the shop right at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Angela Featherstone, maybe. In, the, in that case, whatever. She's like, she's a relative, like unknown. She's been like in a number of things, but it's all been like been, uh, like you know, like side roles, like you know, like um, small shit TV shows. All right, so they go ahead and uh, he's explaining this to uh, Ted Raimi's uh, character, another S-Mart employee. Um, that chick overhears him. Um, then come to find out a deadite is in modern times because, surprise, surprise, the shit was said wrong again, and it kind of left the door open for the deadites to come to the present time. Yeah. And then Ash goes badass and... Uh, goes ahead and grabs a Winchester rifle out of the display case. One of those good old, uh, I don't know what to call it, the, the pump action yeah. situation. Uh, but it isn't a pump. It's that fucking handle shit. Um, and just fucking unloads in that bitch and grabs that chick that he was explaining everything to, uh, what was going on. Uh, hail to the king, baby. And they no, passionately kiss us. I'll swallow your soul. Come get some. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's super great, badass. Dude. Yeah. Um, so that is what actually ended up uh, being released in the theaters um, and what is considered canon. That's the, the true ending, quote unquote, because of Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV show. It is set in that time from yeah. the timeline. Yeah. Um, so that is what is officially accepted as canon, even though that's not what they originally wanted to go out there. So now that we've gone over the first three films, uh, what do you guys rank as favorite to oh, least good. favorite? I'm, I'm actually I'm actually curious what everybody's right. opinion is. Well, Ron, you go first. I will go first. This is the. Uh, By the way, did you take your punishment? I'm shot? going to take my punishment shot. Don't I think worry. It's about two minutes. <laughs> it, give me a few minutes. You I will, said two minutes. I'm gonna fucking take it. Fuck you. All right, get back to this movie. Take it like Evil a man. Evil Dead Two is gonna be my number one. Army of Darkness is my number two. Evil Dead 1 is, or Evil Dead is my number three. So, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. That's that's my ranking. I Evil Dead 2 is my favorite by far. I, I do love Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness has got great comedy. It's got great, you know, special effects. I love Ash's acting. I mean, Bruce Campbell's acting in it. But Evil Dead 2, I just, I, I love the, 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 just being in that claustrophobic cabin and all the scenes in that. I just love that movie so much. How about you, Tyler? Three, one, two. Really? Yeah, I, I like. I really, really, really love. I mean, I don't know if it's because, like, because I remember watching Armory Darkness when, like, when I was younger, like, and, and just you know, like, having so much fun with it. And it's a fun. It's a really. It's a fun movie to watch. It's good on its own. Um, it just. It's. It's just. It's. It's a cool movie. Um, it's. It's sort of like it's one and two kind of built up to Army of Darkness, and like it just. It's. It's just it's a perfect movie. I mean, like it's. It's everything you want Evil Dead to be. It's funny. It's gory. Like you know, like it's. It's just like it's reverent, like it's like it's fucking great. Um, one was like was was great for what it was. It was like it was basically like a, a student film. Uh, that was done on a low budget. It, like it had had a lot of like of really really good uses of like of music 
and like and sound effects and silence. Like there's a, like the the silent parts of like of Evil Dead are like are the worst parts because like because and like in the worst parts like as in the scariest I mean like they're the most like horrifying parts because like everything goes completely silent and like and there's no music to kind of like to kind of tell you how to feel or or to kind of like anticipate what's coming. It's just silence and like and it's like those are the most unnerving times. Uh, two was just like I kind of felt like they 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 were just working with what they had. They had like all those like, like those problems with the 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 studio and like and the the rights from like from the previous movies like so they had to like kind of like pull the beginning together to like the opening prologue was not like what the original movie was and like and the I I felt like the characters like the the uh, Bobby Joe and the redneck and like and the the professor's daughter and like and uh like I kind of felt like they were just like pieces of meat to be devoured by like by the Evil Dead. Um, I took my shot, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, so like so uh, so like so I kind of felt like there was pieces of meat to be devoured by the Evil Dead. Um, I had a lot of problems with like with uh, with that movie. Like there's plot holes like that um, that I kind of feel like are not um, they're never like really fleshed out. Like for example, uh, like so the professor Professor Nobi finds the book. He reads like you know he reads the incantations um, and brings about the Evil Dead. They take his wife. You never ever find out what the fuck happens to him because yeah. like because he he doesn't come back with Henrietta. Like you never ever see him. So like so why why did like the incantations have to be read a second time? Right. Like wh- wouldn't the Evil Dead already be out and about or whatever? Like and and if so, are they somehow tethered to like to that book? Are they like because you know we kind of got that from the first one? Like when the book's destroyed, the Evil Dead are destroyed, even though they still they still take Ash at the end of the movie. So like so there's 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 some plot holes there, man. Like that like that I feel like are never really truly solved. They're never like they never closed up. All right. How about you, uh, Lenny? Uh, I'd say three, two, one. Honestly, just uh, the third one, kind of similar to what Tyler said. Like I, you know, that was a that was the only one I'd seen. I saw it when I was younger. Same kind of thing. I, I'll never forget it. Actually, that particular movie. I remember this is when I was living in. Um, I was about eleven. I was living in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Weird, random fucking thing. But I was living in Lake Tahoe, and my mom, my mom's parents came to visit. And my mom and my stepdad left me home alone with uh, my two brothers and my sister. My brother, Garen, was like a baby, a baby baby. And then my brother, Jack, was, he was, I mean, he was, I don't know, maybe like five. And then my sister was three. And they left me home alone with these three little ones. I was 11, okay? I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So my mom was like, well, I tell you what. We're going to we're gonna go to the casinos and go have a good time. You're staying here with the kids, but we're going to put them to bed. And then just, you know, and then all you have to do is sit here. You don't have to do anything. Just make sure the fucking house doesn't burn down. And I was like, okay. And so my mom was like, I'm going to take you to the video store and let you pick out a couple movies. And you can sit and watch movies while we're gone. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the movies I chose. Right. And it was fucking entertaining. I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Uh, it was awesome. And uh, so I never forgot that. Um, the second one, the reason why it's my second pick is because, uh, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, the graphics and all that, the 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 physical um, acting, the comedy, all that was a lot better than it was before. Um and uh, I, I just really got a big kick out of a lot of the different prosthetics and things that they chose, you know. And then the first one, you know, my 
feeling about the first one. So, all right, how about you, uh, Stu? I'm gonna go with two, one, three. Um, we all have a different. Uh, idea. Yeah, we base our all different opinion. Two was where I felt uh, Evil Dead really found its voice, yeah. its its niche in uh, pop culture. That great blend of comedy, of and horror, horror. Um, and over the top uh, type violence. Uh, one out of respect for what they were able to do with basically being brand new to the scene, no money, and being able to create a compelling story. Yeah. Um, and then three, three is my least favorite. I still enjoy it, but I enjoy more of the, the smaller feeling yeah. uh, of, you know, Ash... You know, in the, in the cabin and everything. Yeah, I, I just enjoy. Well, more see, that's of that why I like. Ev- that's why I like Evil Dead Two better yeah. than Army Dark. Army Darkness is great. It's trust me. It's it's, yeah. it's it's hilarious. It's it's very entertaining. But Evil Dead Two, I just like the setting better. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So Army Darkness gets re- uh gets delayed in release. Universal is fighting um with Hannibal or uh, with uh, uh Dino De La- uh, De La- De La- Dino De Laurentiis punishment um, shot. Because I corrected myself, you you I got messed up on the word, and, and I correct myself. This you guy guys is, agree that he gets a punishment this shot? This guy's fucking desperate right now. Let's put it up you for guys, a vote. Do you guys agree? No, you motherfuckers! <laughs> really, you guys suck. They okay. great, great friends. You guys are. They don't like you. I can tell. <laughs> um, so Universal is in a dispute with Dino. Because uh, Dino also helped uh, produce. Uh, My eyes are on you. Silence. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for you to fucking mistake. I'm fucking serious. Dino helped produce Silence of the Lambs, um, and they wanted the rights for Hannibal Lecter for a sequel to Silence of the Lambs. And Dino was like, "Fuck you! I'm not giving you the rights to Hannibal Lecter." Um, so they said, "Well, fine. We ain't releasing fucking Army of Darkness then." Right. Uh, they eventually end up getting it all squashed. It gets delayed from summer of '92 to February yeah. of '93. Army Darkness is released uh, in thirteen hundred and eighty-seven theaters uh, nationwide. It grosses four point four million dollars of uh, on its first weekend, and ends up grossing eleven and a half million dollars during its theatrical U.S. run. So, not bad numbers, but still not nearly as much of a success. It seems yeah. like each movie doesn't nearly make up as much. Uh, 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 of the money as wasn't originally invested into it. Right. Um, just keeps going down. All right. So this ends up spawning a whole new bunch universe. Of shit. Yes. Ash is written to comic books and video games. One interesting thing. So uh, as a comic book nerd, um, the Marvel had a run on an alternate on one of their multiple universes where uh, zombies had taken over the entire planet or like a bunch of superheroes become zombies um deadpool kills uh, the marvel university you know fighting the zombies yeah um so like that so in canon of that it was ash's character misreading the lines uh of the book that caused the zombie plague to start the dead eyes to invade and cause the zombie zombification of the entire mcu so ash destroy the entire M- M- mcu uh in that case that's interesting uh, yeah um, 
multiple video games, including uh, another video game that uh, was spawned based on the idea of Ash in the future, so based on the original ending. I played one of them. I remember I played one of them on the original, like, brick Xbox. Yeah. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was an Ash game, and I fucking loved it. It was just you with the chainsaw carving through Deadites. It was amazing. Um, 2013 comes around, and they decide they're going to do kind of a soft reboot weird sequel situation of Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be more of a direct sequel in the vein of the original Evil Dead, going for more horror, more shock and visceralness, cutting out the comedy almost completely. Yeah. Um, and it does okay. It does all right. They they don't have Bruce Campbell's character. It's set in modern, uh, modern day, and uh, it's a, another group ends up in what's supposed to be the same cabin, uh, with the Book of the Dead, um, and they don't call it the the Necronomicon; it's the Natorum Demento. So, as another way of differentiating from Evil Dead Two and Army, and it stars a, a girl named Mia who's coming off of a heroin addiction, I believe it is, and um, her group of friends and her brother basically trying to get her clean. Um, and then goes through that whole stuff. It's very, very visceral. Um, very gory. Um, I thought it was really good, actually. Very dark. Yeah. Um, so definitely felt more like a sequel to Evil Dead um, in in that type of vein. It's actually probably one of the most goriest movies I've seen when it comes to the newer movies coming out. It's actually, especially the uncut edition. It's it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty badass. It's, it's good. Yes. Um, oh, one little fact about uh, Army. Um, Danny Elfman. The fan composer, mm-hmm. he's the one who actually wrote uh, the, the March Dead of the March. Dead. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, theme for Army. There, uh, there was two composers that did that movie. Joseph D. Is it Joseph D. Luke. What? What is it? Uh, I only have Danny Elfman and the same guy who scored the other two. Also, yeah, Danny Elfman only does a theme. He doesn't yeah. do the whole score. But yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, after the 2013 soft reboot, there was plans of an Evil Dead four. Um, Army of Darkness Part 2. Yeah. Um, and then there was going to be another Evil Dead 2, basically taking up after a sequel to the 2013 uh, one. And then they were going to meet up in another movie where you had Bruce Campbell's character and that whole storyline meeting up with Mia from the Evil Dead 2013 soft reboot. There were supposed to be another, their original plans of combining those two universes. That's into interesting. One. Yeah. Um, Never happened. Never came off the ground. They did end up doing a TV show, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which picked up uh, in modern times after Ash. And you see he's living in some fucking trailer. Um, he's a drunk. He Nobody really believes him. Um, his whole t- hometown hates him because they blame him for the death of uh, his... They think that he killed his girlfriend and all his friends from the from college... Um, nobody likes him. Even his own dad doesn't fucking believe him. Um, and goes through that whole shit right there. But it's very comedic still, very in that vein. Um, and that goes ahead and takes you through the Evil Dead universe, uh, the trilogy of films. And thank you so much for joining us. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And also, just a quick shout out uh, to my brother who has his own YouTube channel 
It's called um, the Food Score. If you are interested in what certain fast foods taste like before wasting your money buying them, he's the man to go to. Just figured I'd throw that out there. Thank you so much for joining Which us. Which I am always looking for something to eat. There you go. I'm a fat fuck, and I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch. If you love our show, please spread the word. You can give us a follow on Instagram. Our username is Barrel Flicks. We're also on Facebook as Barrel Aged Flicks. Send a like our way. If you have any questions or movie requests, you can send us a message or an email at barrelagedflicks at gmail.com. Credit to White Bat Audio located on youtube for our background music thank you guys so much it's a big help you can also find our podcast on the following platforms apple podcast google podcast anchor spotify radio public audible pocket cast and we're also on youtube we hope to see you guys next week thanks so much for listening